0: Good morning. Good morning. Halfway through November. Already. How's daylight savings time treating you?
1: Fine. I got lucky and like had days off right after because I was like, oh man, it sucks when you have to work the Monday after daylight savings
0: or the Sunday.
1: Or the yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I hate daylight savings time. Now it's dark. It's dark when we leave, it's dark when we get home, it's just dark, darkness.
1: Seasonal depression time. Seasonal
0: depression time, and in the mental health field, that's very real. <laughs> I hate it. I know. I hate it. Well, today is a me episode. Tracy episode. Yeah, and it's kind of a long one, so we're going to get right into it here. Ooh, Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay, I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence, and we can be found at... Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and
1: Patreon, The Suspended Sentence Podcast. Our email address is the suspended sentence Podcast at gmail.com, and you can buy Tracy's book anywhere the books are sold, IDP, and the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior.
0: Boom! All righty, here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right before 5 a.m. on May 1st, 2010, the Suffolk County Police Department in New York received this 911 call. State police, trip or State police. Yeah, there's somebody
1: after me. I'm sorry? There's somebody after me. Where are you? There's somebody after me. Okay, where
0: are you? Me. where are you
1: ma'am i don't know you driving right now no i'm inside the house i'm sorry i'm inside the house what house i don't
0: know can you where i am i'm sorry can you
1: where i am no i can't what's your callback number you're calling from Nassau County Um, I'm in Long Island where on Long Island
0: are you? So the call goes on and on like this for about 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did she sound panicky to you? Like how did that how did that resonate with you?
1: I don't know. Like she was kind of out of it.
0: Yeah, but to me, it doesn't really sound like she's like panicky. Right. It almost sounds like she's drunk or she's disorientated. Right. Right. But it, but interesting.
1: Very interesting. Interesting. I don't
0: But then another 911 call comes in. There's somebody knocking on my door. She's screaming that she's in danger. Please send help. Then another 911 call from a different caller. There's a girl at my front door saying someone's trying to get her. Can you please send help? The 911 dispatcher asks for information, asks for address, he provides it. That's that. An hour later, police show up. An hour later. Jesus. Police respond to three calls for a girl who's in distress. They began taking statements. They began investigating who this girl is, what, she, what, what could possibly be wrong with her. The girl is identified as 24-year-old Shannon Marie Gilbert. She's a sex worker from the Jersey City area who placed an online ad offering escort services. This night, she was hired by a guy named Joseph Brewer. He was an unemployed financial advisor who was recently divorced. This call was further than she usually went for work, but he offered to pay her, like, substantially more than she would usually make. So she goes. Right. She was taken by her driver and bodyguard by the name of Michael Pack. So she's a sex worker, but she has a driver and a bodyguard. So he drives her there. The evening... Goes just as it normally does. Michael stays in the SUV outside Brewer's house as Shannon and Joseph go inside Joseph's house. A few hours later, about two and a half to three hours later, Michael's hanging out in the SUV and somebody knocks on the window of his SUV. It's Joseph. He knocks on the window and tells Michael, dude, you need to come and get Shannon. She is hysterical. She's saying someone is trying to come and get her. He's, you know, like she needs to go. You need to come and get her. So Michael goes inside Joseph's house to find Shannon. She's hysterical. She's screaming. Someone's trying to get me. He tries to calm her down, but he can't. Then he's like, let's just go. Come on. Like, let's just get out of here. Let's get out of here. Like, let's go. And that's part of the 911 call that you hear Mm -hmm. where she's saying, no, 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 just stop. No, I'm not going. No. And so he's like, let's go and he goes to like grab her to get her out of this dude's house he doesn't know her like get her out of this guy's house and she freaks out rushes past him and runs out the door so he goes after her gets in the suv is driving the streets trying to find her she's running in and out of houses like running screaming at the top of her lungs but he loses her and he can't find her then she goes to a neighbor's house pounds on the door until the owner the man who calls Nine one one and says, "Hey, can you send help?" And they say, "Yeah." Gets the information. Um, he says he gets off the phone to um, and says to her, "Help is on the way. They're coming to get you." She runs out of the house, runs past him, and takes off running again.
1: How strange!
0: Right. What year is this in? Two thousand and ten so please start canvassing the area they start looking around but um for those who don't know this area this is like the long island area okay okay so it's down by the beaches and it's it's pretty wooded and like marshland and so it's pretty dense so searching especially you know like at night but the sun is rising now i mean it's almost six o'clock and they're looking everywhere for her but they have very very little to go off of yeah. and they're not finding her but they're searching but they're looking right but and this is pretty common and i mean you, you can say whatever you can argue this but this is the truth like if you if you're a sex worker you're not at the top of the list you know i mean there really is like this i don't want to say discrimination but this this attitude you are less of
1: important, almost
0: yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of that attitude of well I mean,
1: you kind of asked for it kind of,
0: which sucks, but I mean, and you can argue that whatever, and that's not what we're saying, obviously, it's not what we're saying, but that kind of is the attitude of it, right?
1: Yeah, we've talked about that in many cases, right? Because it's one of the most targeted
0: populations, populations of people, right? Communities of people, right? So they're looking, but but they don't, They're they're just not finding her so fast forward a couple months. I mean, this happened May 1st and now we're into December. They haven't found her. No, they haven't found her, but they're still quote looking, right? They're still looking for her, but, but I mean, whatever. So it's December 11th, 2010. And there's a cop who has a new training dog and he's just going out, just doing like a little exercise with his dog and trying to do just, you know, this little whatever. And He stumbles across human remains. <clears throat> they were found by this police officer and his police dog during a training exercise, but they were not the remains of Shannon. Oh. They're the remains of Melissa Barthamelli. Oh, say that last name. I'm in gonna... That's probably how I would have said that. Yeah. Barthamelli? <clears throat> Who's 24 years old. She was last seen on July 12, 2009.
1: So over a year and a half earlier. Correct. Another 24-year-old, that's interesting.
0: Right, and she was last seen in the, in the basement apartment where she lived in the Bronx. How so
1: far is the Bronx from? Pretty far. Really?
0: Yeah, it's not, I mean, maybe, it's pretty far from Wyoming standards, but maybe not for that area. On the night that she was last seen, she, who is also a sex worker, told a friend that she was meeting a man and she would be back in the morning. Melissa's mother reported her missing on July 18th. So, six days after.
1: Right, which maybe it was, like, maybe she, like, would leave for a couple days at a time. That wasn't abnormal.
0: Or didn't talk to her mom on a regular basis or whatever. Yeah. But records for her cell phone showed activity on Long Island. In July and August 2009, her phone was used by a man, though, to make taunting phone calls to the victim's family. Quote, do you think you'll ever see her again? You won't. I killed her, he would say, and then hang up.
1: From her cell phone. From
0: her own cell phone. Oh, yeah. In another phone call, just days after she disappeared, an unidentified male caller referred to her as a, quote, whore in a short conversation that he had with her 15-year-old sister. So he calls the family home. The 15-year-old sister picks up, and he's saying to this girl, she's a whore whore. You're not ever going to see her again. I killed her. But in one of the calls, he describes in graphic detail to this 15-year-old sister what he had done sexually to her before he killed her.
1: Holy cow.
0: Two days after she was found, on December 13th, the Sothok County Police Department found three more sets of human remains. Jesus. Within a quarter mile of the first discovery. The first girl is identified as Maureen Barnes, 25-year-old, who also believed to be a sex worker, who was last seen July 9th, 2007. Oh wow. She had um she had called a friend in Connecticut where she lived and said that she had an out call and that she was going. The young woman was reported missing by her friend to the Norwick Police Department in Connecticut on July 14th. Her sister, Melissa Kane, said That she worked as a seasonal telemarketing job and she turned to escort services in desperation when she was, you know, like unemployed and facing eviction. So all these girls are like Craigslist escort services. And I mean, and they're doing the
1: right thing. They're notifying somebody that they're going somewhere. They notify when they should be back. I mean, they're doing what they, I mean, should be doing. Taking safety
0: precautions in a very unsafe job. Right. The second girl will be identified as Megan Waterman. She was 22 years old, and she was last seen June sixth, two 2010. A resident of Maine, she was last seen by her family boarding a Concord Trailway bus heading from Maine to New York. She would, though, call home regularly, and her mom would say that she often would sound like almost starstruck, when she would tell her mom of like her clientele that included like doctors, lawyers, law enforcement officers, etc. Again, she was also a sex worker. And at 1.30 a.m. on June 6th, she left the Holiday Inn Express on Long Island to meet a client. Waterman was reported missing in Maine on June 8th. Family members said that it was really unusual for her not to call and check in though, because more so because she left her young child with her mother to take care of her her family at one time used funding from a nonprofit human rights organization to hire a team of private investigators to help search for her devastated and the third body the third remains that were found belonged to amber costello she was 27 years old and living on long island when she was last seen she struggled with a heroin addiction and worked as an escort to help support her habit she was last seen leaving her home on September 2nd, 2010 to meet a client. Witnesses told investigators that the client she met that day, the day that she went missing, had been at her home previously. Oh. They described the man as very large white male, approximately 6'4 to 6'6". Oh, wow. With a big oval style glasses, and he and they described him as org looking. <laughs> so So like a pretty distinctive guy. Yeah. I mean Right. Not too many men are not like your
1: standard Nine five to or nine nine five nine to nine ten
0: right. brown hair 5 <laughs> five seven to five <laughs> nine you seven, mean nine. <laughs> right I, think I have dyslexia it's
1: fine.
0: so all of the women so far are all sex workers who advertised on online sites i.e. Craigslist at the time yeah and the cause of death for all four women was determined to be homicidal homicidal violence i.e. strangulation oh right. The victims' bodies were found not far from one another, about 22 to 33 feet from the edge of Ocean Parkway. Authorities say that they ranged between, like, in their 20s, 22 to 27 years old. They were all sex workers. They were all petite. They were all, like you said, all told somebody what they were doing, etc. But still, no sign of Shannon.
1: That's wild.
0: Four additional women have been found, but nothing of her. Then three more months goes by. Three months where they're now searching this area.
1: Right. They're like, okay, so this is clearly a, like a dumping ground for
0: somebody. Right. So. Exactly. I mean, that's. Right. Exactly. As, I mean,
1: how they found, I mean, in the Texas Killing Fields one, they found one body and then they were like, wait, there's another one over here. Right. And that's how they discovered what, 30 something bodies. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. That yeah. Would never have been found. Would never have been found. Right. So three more months goes by of searching. And again human remains are found. Ugh. But not an entire body, just parts of one. When taken back for forensic analysis though, they learned that the partial body that they recovered, they already had the missing pieces too. What? The victim is now identified. The right. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. The victim is now identified as Jessica Taylor. On the morning of July 6th, 2003, like a long time ago, a woman who was walking her dog in a secluded Hazley Manor Road in Mayor Mannersville discovered the nude body near a sump dump or a sump, decapitated, missing her hands, with a tattoo that her killer had tried to like manipulate or mutilate in a failed, it, like so they couldn't identify her. Oh. But police took a photo. At the scene that show the tattoo on the right side of her back with dozens of thin razor, like crooked, crooked, like crooked gashes through it. Trying to like cut the tattoo, not cut it out, but make it so that it wasn't identifiable. See, and
1: that really freaks me out because I always make jokes because I have lots of tattoos. And I always make jokes that if I ever go missing, like I'm pretty identifiable. I have a ton of tattoos. That freaks me out.
0: Yeah, but he was trying to make it so that she couldn't be identified.
1: That and whatever cannibal said that tattoos taste really gross.
0: That's disgusting. Police say it took medical examiners pushing the skin back together to figure out what the the tattoo was. It was a red heart with an angel wing that said, Remy's angel. A Washington, D.C. detective recognized the tattoo, though. Six months later, as belonging to a woman that was um, reported missing, another local sex worker. And they already had her head in her hands.
1: That's so weird that that one's like so different.
0: Right. Taylor was an upstate New York native last seen in the streets of Manhattan working near the Port Authority bus terminal the week that her body was found, according to police reports. She had been arrested in Atlantic City. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. The lady walking her dog found her body now they found her head and her hands. Oh, okay. So I said that backwards. So, so they I'm found sorry. the body
1: back then. Back
0: then in 2003. But they, correct. And
1: now, but they couldn't
0: identify her because they didn't have fingerprints, hair, teeth. dental records, right? But now, but now they could. Oh, okay. And now everything, now they have a complete body. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, but this girl had been arrested in Atlantic City, New York, and DC, and she had just relocated to that area the same month and very, very little else is known about Taylor.
1: I hate that.
0: I know. I know. But her additional remains were found along ocean parkway on March 29th of 2011, April 4th, five days later, going. five days yeah. later, there will be another very, very difficult day for law enforcement. When three more bodies will be recovered in this area.
1: In the same area?
0: Yes. The remains of Valerie Mack, 24 years old, who was last working in Philadelphia, were found on Manor, on, in Manorville and Gileo Beach, years apart, similar to the Taylor story. The last victim, police recovered from this 15-mile area partial skeletal remains were found in manorville in september 2011 or 2000 the year 2000 so 11 years earlier the same year that she went missing today her dismembered remains were also found in gilligo beach Mm. she was known as jane doe number six until may 2020 when investigators used genetic genealogy to identify her She had last been seen by her family in Port Republic, New Jersey in 2000. Twenty years later, they identified the body.
1: Jesus.
0: Right. But that same day, investigators will find the remains of a child, Uh believed to be around two years old, who is still unidentified. Those remains were also found along Ocean Parkway.
1: That's quite the difference.
0: The third recovery the remains of an unidentified Asian male. Oh. He was estimated to be between 17 and 23 years old when he died, which authorities believe was likely to be five to 10 years before the discovery of his remains. He is listed as a victim on police website containing information about these killings. April 11th. So we went from April 4th, when these three bodies were found to April 11th, two more bodies.
1: Jesus.
0: One person has still not been identified, and and it is only known as Jane Doe 7. The second is believed to be those of the mother of the toddler that had been found on the 4th. Now, in searching for Shannon, who still has not been found, there has been a lot of distraction from her case. Law enforcement has been very, very busy. Yeah, very busy.
1: That's...
0: And it is clear that there's, this is a kill, serial killer. Yeah. And trying to put those pieces together has been very, very difficult. I mean, you've got 20 years of decomposed bodies. You've got, I mean, like, the amount of work that it goes into for one case, and now they've got, what, eight bodies? Yeah. So far. I mean, this is, this is a lot, yet they continue to look for Shannon. Police have found, like I just said, eight bodies in a three-mile stretch along Long Island's Ocean Parkway. But like I said, there's the section, this three-mile section, is got extreme marshland that's pretty deep. High cactus or high, you know, like vegetation that is, you know, eight, ten feet tall. High dense trees and bushes. It's not an easy area to search right. at all. Like, unless you step on it or step over it, you're not going to see anything. Like it's very, very dense. But there's a break in the case. On December 6th, 2011, December 6th, 2011, like 18 months after her 911 call, Mm -hmm. Shannon's ID, phone, jeans, purse, and shoes are found in a thick marsh on Oak Beach. And two days later on December 8th, Her body is finally found, just a quarter mile away from her belongings. Oh man. Shannon's mother, Mary Gilbert, fought really, really hard for her daughter in these 18 months. Good. She was very, very local about the search and wanting like the 911 call to be released, which it had not been released. The reason is, is because there was an ongoing investigation, and all of these bodies kept popping up, mm. and so they were trying to keep things very, very quiet <clears throat> as this unfolded. They were looking for a serial killer,
1: right? They're not; it's big picture, not just right. Which and is and shitty, they don't know, at the same time... and so they
0: weren't releasing. They weren't releasing the nine one one call. They were not saying anything, but but Mary was pretty hardcore. She was she she advocated fiercely, fiercely not just for her but like murder victims in general like Mm -hmm. she was convinced that her daughter was murdered
1: yeah
0: um she searched tirelessly for her daughter like she did everything that she could to the level in which she could do it cops will say that shannon's death was not a murder but but more like an accident and that it was more self-inflicted than anything but they had the 911 call. Nobody else did. Like, right. I mean, we just listened to that 911 call. It didn't sound like a frantic, hysterical, scared girl. It sounded more like, well, like she was drunk, drunk or, or drunk. drunk or yeah, or something. Right? It didn't sound like if somebody was chasing you. And why would you leave when you went and knocked on that guy's door? And he was like, okay, the cops are coming. Help is coming. Why would you run? Like that did it, it, didn't, it doesn't make sense. It, didn't, it doesn't add up, right?
1: Unless the person's a cop.
0: Right. I mean, but you don't know. Right. You don't know. All you know is the information that you have, right? So although her autopsy would end up inconclusively by the state medical examiner, her family would, would hire and do a private autopsy, yeah. which results said asphyxiation. So that's interesting. That is interesting. Cops say that her death was not linked to the other deaths, which they believe were all committed by one man, a serial killer, but not hers. They think that hers was separate. Hers was was different than the other ones. The theory would be that Shannon was intoxicated or under the influence of something and took off running in the march. She tired and drowned. Her 911 call, like we just said, I mean, it's a bit off. It's yeah. a bit off. It doesn't it it doesn't raise the flags that you would look for in somebody that was actually running for their life or or genuinely scared. But Mary Mary Gilbert, her mom, um this is sad. Oh, okay. She would actually be stabbed to death <gasps> on July 23rd, 2016 by her 27-year-old daughter. <laughs> Your face Her daughter suffered from schizophrenia with one report claiming that she heard voices telling her to carry this out, like to kill her mom. Sarah is her daughter's name. She was charged with second degree murder and she was convicted of, of it and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Really? Yeah. In August of 2017. But Sarah had been hospitalized in at least two facilities in upstate New York, right before this happened in February of that year. She also drowned her pit bull in the bathtub in front of her son. She was arrested for that. And I mean, charges were pending for it. She, by the time this happened, but she calls her mom and says they lived like it was, it was like a a building that had four different apartment complexes in it. Like a four parts type deal. Yeah. And Mary lived upstairs. Sarah lived downstairs and Sarah called her mom and said, Hey, can you come over And made up some story about the grandbaby being, you know, whatever. And so Mary goes downstairs and Sarah stabbed her 227 times with a 15-inch kitchen knife.
1: What the fuck is this story? She
0: also (sighs) beat her with a fire extinguisher and sprayed sprayed like the foam from the fire extinguisher all over her mom. Sarah then stripped Mary naked and removed all of her jewelry. In court, <laughs> it was said that Sarah had been subjected to years of mental and physical abuse and had even suffered sexual abuse of the hand, by the hands of her mom's boyfriend. However, the prosecution and members of Sarah's family told the story of a devious, devious manipulative young woman who tried to, like, use her drug addiction and whatever as, as like, mental illness. But they said that Sarah, like, tormented and belittled Mary constantly because Mary took custody of her son. Mm-hmm. After she drowned the dog in the bathtub, I'm Mary sure was like custody. you're not okay. You're not okay. But with a family history of mental illness, there is this theory that Shannon was maybe suffering with the same.
1: Right. You know, that's and where, maybe that's where my head went, right. Right, and
0: that. that's the reason that I'm telling this is it might be something else. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, like, smear mud on a on a victim or, or whatever, but it is a possibility. I mean. I agree.
1: I also think, though, at the same time, that there's a little bit too many coincidences between age, description. I mean, I've seen pictures of her from the 911 call that you had me mm-hmm. play. And she's a sex worker. I mean, it's a lot of coincidences. It is. For it to be 100%. I do think probably there is some thing else to it. Like, yeah. probably some mental illness, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's a little.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole lot, right? To like be there's a
1: hundred percent, no. Hmm.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I'm just throwing out. Like, I want to tell the whole story. No, hundred percent. And I mean, when you hear of the family history of mental illness, I mean, it is a possibility. And again, yeah. going back to her nine one one call, to me, she did not sound scared. Like genuinely, like her life was. A, I don't know, though. Different people he handle things, things differently, right? And also, if you're intoxicated or if you're under the influence of something, you're not going to be that fight or flight. You're not going to be as scared. You're not going to, under, you're not going to react maybe as appropriately to danger as you, as you would normally.
1: And maybe she ran because whoever, if there was somebody following her, maybe they were behind her. Who knows? If the person didn't let her inside.
0: But I, he did, and we cops did. were coming.
1: Oh, I thought she was still outside. And he was like, the police so, are on their
0: way. No, 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 no. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But, but again, law enforcement does not believe that her death was tied to the other ones. They believe that the other ones are tied together, but they don't believe that hers, maybe she was being chased, maybe she was being, but they believe that she, uh, you know, I don't know. Her shoes were off, her pants were off, her, I don't know. I, you don't know. You don't know, but all of the victims, all of them, were sex workers, with the exception of the of the Asian. But maybe, maybe he was. I don't know. Yeah. Because they don't know who he was. He wasn't identified. Yeah,
1: and the the baby, the two year old. But if she was, if she was a target and had her baby with her, right? Have just been convenience of.
0: I I don't know.
1: This is like a shitty thing to say, but you know what I mean, like.
0: Or, or, killer. or you know, the mom said, stay right here for a minute. I'm going to go, you know, turn a trick or whatever real quick. I mean, obviously she wouldn't say that to her two-year-old. But, and then the two-year-old, you know, drowned itself. I, who knows? You don't know. yeah I mean, there's a million different scenarios. Who knows? Um, but in addition to all being sex workers, slender girls, all again in this age bracket, all the victims were also bound at the head, the midsection, and the legs by camouflaged burlap. This is important. Ooh, okay. Okay? So, but all of the cases would go cold. And no one was ever charged. For all these years. However, in a joint law enforcement review that jump-started in 2022.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Last year, which included local police, state police... And the FBI, they bring attention back around again to a Chevrolet Avalanche that was registered to a man that law enforcement had actually been watching for quite some time. Okay. So this vehicle, and it was a Chevy Avalanche first edition, had been on on law enforcement's radar during Castello's disappearance. That goes all the way back. To
1: what, 2000?
0: Yep, all the way back from a witness's tip. Remember, the man that she went on that date with had been to her place before. And witnesses had seen him and seen what he was driving. They gave a description of him, and they gave a description of the vehicle that he was driving.
1: Yeah, really tall man, vehicle.
0: Right. So, I mean, this is, a man of his description in itself is not like an everyday Joe. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of cases, you know, that we've said, man, that description fits like 90% of all the men walking around right now. But he is pretty distinctive. And so cops have been watching one person in particular. And clearly they had built one hell of a case against him. Right. Under the radar without anybody ever knowing. Now, the shitty thing is, right, is that Mary, Shannon's mom, had been fighting with them for 18 months, released a goddamn 911 call. Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? Well, the reason is, is because they were building a case against somebody and they had to do it secretively. They didn't flee. Right, right. So the suspect is identified in court documents as Rex Herman, Hmm. 59 years old, of Maspega Park, a village in Nassau County. His abrupt and immediate arrest sent shockwaves. Like, nobody knew that this dude was even, like, around or that anybody was looking at anyone. So everybody was like, whoa, what? Yeah, wait, what? where did this come what? from? What? Right. And especially in his community, which was a very, very nice community, upscale, very quiet um, and all of his neighbors described him as a very well-dressed man who would commute to work every day in Manhattan. He was an architect and they had absolutely no reason to believe that he was a serial killer. They were like, no fucking way.
1: Like, wait, where no did way. Come from? Yeah.
0: Right. So there were a total of 16 victims that were found. Many of them were against sex workers. Right. But please do not believe that all those deaths are linked to the same person. But, He is involved in four, they believe. Wow. Okay? So all four of these, which were women, were found in similar positions. Their bodies were found in similar positions. Similarly, um, like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Poised, positioned. Like
1: like positioned.
0: Right. Right. and they were bound with either belts or tape. The bodies of the three women were also wrapped in burlap, that camouflage burlap material. Yeah. So he also stood out as a very, very tall guy.
1: Yeah.
0: Six, eight. Oh, yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Very tall. With big round glasses. And look at this picture of him. Yeah. He looks like an orc. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to be, you whatever, know, whatever, but. but, but he was also always very well-dressed. He, like his, suits and stuff, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was an architect. His home is listed in connection with his business, which was RH consultants and associates. He received his architectural license in 1996 and New York state records show that he doesn't have like any violations of law whatsoever at all. Like not even a parking ticket citizen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Among his clients, though, have been Catholic Charities, New York City's Department of Environmental Protection, American Airlines, and other major tenants of JFK International Airport, according to his online bi- biography.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Right. He was an architectural consultant and troubleshooter, born and raised in Long Island, and worked in Manhattan since 1987. He was very well organized, and he was very friendly. An investigation into him, though, led to the discovery of cell phone billing records and Mm -hmm. corresponding to cell site locations for burner phones used to arrange meetings with three of the four victims, as well as a cell phone used to make taunting calls to the family. Remember, I told Mm -hmm. you about that. He also was believed to have used Barnes and Bartholomew's cell phones after their deaths. A review of all of the records as well as his American Express records, showed numerous instances where he was located in the same location as the burner cell phones. Jesus. Right. Um, so significantly, though, what investigators say is they could find no instance where he was in a separate location from the cell phones in the communications with the victims. Like, he was at the same location. Mm.
1: That's pretty good smoking gun.
0: Yes, but there's more. So they also link his use of cell phone to an AOL account which was also used to access or which was also accessed by one of the burner phones. Oh. Okay, so that burner phone is linking to your AOL account right. online, right? So, so it's kind of hard to say no, that's not my phone. Right. It's also linked to several of the park sites where their towers are, where the bodies were found. Mm. So they find additional burner phones were used to conduct thousands of searches related to sex workers, sadistic sexual rituals, torture related pornography, and child porn. The phones were also linked to an email involved in more than 200 online searches specifically naming the victims and updates of the Long Island serial killer case, which is what these murders were dubbed. All over the press and in the papers, it was called the Long Island serial killer. Yeah. Which was him, and he was Googling the shit out of it.
1: They love to do that. They do. Either love to go back and watch you work, or they love to look
0: up Yeah, the notoriety online. But in addition, hairs were found on the victims and they were tested and they were determined to be from another female. DNA was taken off the bottles. So cops get a search warrant and they, long before anybody even knew that they were doing this, right? They put their trash out in the morning, cops rush up there, they grab their garbage out and they get hairs out of the garbage can and they, and they test them in July of 2022. And guess what? The DNA found on the murder victims and in the burlap that was tied around them was the, was the DNA from his wife. Jesus. So once you said his name, I
1: I knew what you were talking about. Right. Because so, it was what, a pizza box or something, right? They pulled out of his garbage can?
0: No, it was bottles. Oh. Yeah. but um, But his wife, so they run like whatever to see where his wife was she was actually out of town during the various killings so i mean there's your opportunity but it was likely they say law enforcement says that um the hairs that were like on the burlap or on the tape or whatever um was probably just like transferred from clothing you know i mean like i have long blonde hair i find it all over the place right all over you your house wherever i mean my car yeah (laughs) and i mean it goes everywhere and so i mean that's not that's not hard to wrap your head around right but a male hair was also found on the burlap used to wrap watermen oh and here's the the pizza right police also collected a discarded pizza throw thrown away by him and swabbed the pizza crust for dna Mm -hmm. yeah and like there's something about a pizza box right (laughs) and the lab results that came back in june said quote it is significant that defendant Herman cannot be excluded from the male hair recovered at the bottom of the burlap utilized to restraint and transport Megan Waterman's naked and deceased body. Mm-hmm. Oof.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he has been charged in the deaths of Barth- of um, Barthmeli, Waterman, and Costella. Prosecutors said in court documents that he remains the prime suspect in Barnes' death, but there's no charges as the investigation is continuing and is expected to be resolved soon.
1: Yes, yeah, so this is, like, still super ongoing.
0: Yes. Jeez.
1: Stacey's going to be so excited that this episode's coming out. Why? See, the reason I knew about this is she t- had messaged me about this, like, a month ago. I was like, have you seen any updates on this? And that's why when you said his name, I was like...
0: Oh, oh so Stacey's going to be very excited. So um, this one's for you, Stacey. Uh, Stacey just beat me without, to it. Without even knowing about it. But how crazy is this? Like, here we are, this this poor girl calls 911, goes missing, like, you know, and in searching for her, all these other bodies are found. All these other deaths are found. So what does that recently ring a bell or bring back to your mind? Yeah, all the bodies that were found over in Jackson.
1: Yeah.
0: And that girl from uh, Florida. Yeah,
1: Gabby Petito. Yeah,
0: she goes missing, and in searching for her, we they find, find nine
1: other bodies. Nine
0: other bodies, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – so, like, her family is, like, even through death, though, she is a hero <sighs> because had had she not gone missing, yeah, you know – closure would not have come for all these other families i mean you're talking about bodies that have been there for 20 years well here's the gig right like if he if he was this calculated and this good about it and and you know like jessica taylor's body she went missing and and they didn't even find her body for 20 years you cannot tell me that he only had four freaking victims right
1: well and two, like it's so shitty because like we said earlier Sex workers are not investigated the way that they were. All of these women's these women were reported missing. Yeah. Not an investigation. Immediately within a week. How many lives could have been saved if we'd put the same energy into...
0: Well, and I mean, and you're not going to hear me do this very often, but in defense of those law enforcement officers, it's a huge police force. And there's like 1.5 million people. So imagine the amount of calls and the amount of, yeah. you know, that they have over there. And just like, just like I said, I mean, like in looking for her, they found... 18 bodies, mm-hmm. 18 people. I mean, in order just to do the investigation on that, I mean, you're looking at, oh my God.
1: A lot of people. A lot
0: of people, a lot of time. The fact, the
1: fact that there was child porn on his, I really hope, I mean, it's already awful that that baby was dead, but I really hope nothing.
0: Ugh. I I know, Ugh. I know. But you can't tell me that there's only three. Yeah. You can't, you cannot no. tell me. Well, and it's kind of like... Why- now, he was pretty sloppy, though. I mean, yeah. especially for, you know, in the 2000s, for you not to think about DNA. But even the location that he dumped the bodies, and I don't mean to say that in a disrespectful way, like you're taking out the trash or something, but even where he put the bodies, I mean, in a marsh area, where, I mean, like, he, he's good. And putting part of their body in one spot... And another part in a different, you know, putting the identifying the information or the identifying parts of the body, the hands, and the head in one location. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's
1: kind of like um, Larry. Oh, gosh, I'm gonna forget his name. That. that serial killer we were talking about, Larry, that had the undercover cop or, or undercover agent go in and catch help catch him. Yeah, um, that has the Buffalo case linked to him. It's that video of the undercover guy that went in he was like you know there's a bunch other victims he's only charged for like two of them but the government is like he's behind bars i mean we should all be happy with that so that's a lot of times they're like we've got him on something okay
0: but however though there's like thousands and tens of thousands of unsolved cases like if we would do that, then you would at least bring closure to the families. Okay, don't prosecute them for it. That's fine. Like I almost agree with that because they say the court but, costs
1: are too much. Okay, and, or I why?
0: Okay, I get that. But still, do your job and link them to the person that they need to be linked to, yeah. so that the family has closure, so that they can rest in peace. Yeah. You know, if I mean, and if you want to, if you want to take it to the whatever level, okay, so that you don't have so many open cases. Yeah. But this is wild. This case was like, I was like, oh my God, where does it end? Like three more bodies, two more bodies, four more bodies. And I'm just like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. And it just keeps going. And then you go down the
0: rabbit hole of, and each one of these girls has a story.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not good. Yeah. That's a really sad one. It's very, very sad. Very uh, so we're gonna have to keep following
1: that though and see what happens because that's like we said very ongoing Yeah, it to is see if he gets charged
0: with any more or And I'm sure that he will. I'm sure that he will, but um, I mean you're talking about over a twenty year span. He didn't just have three victims in two months. Right. Absolutely not. No. No.
1: No, he started a long time ago.
0: A long time ago. Yeah. And it's oh my oh. god.
1: And, like, through Craigslist, like, a lot of these women weren't from the area. They came from Maine or... Well, and
0: they all worked for an escort service. It wasn't like... It wasn't like they were... Jersey and... I mean, those are all close. Right. But it it wasn't like they were, like, free-agenting it. You know, I mean, Shannon had a bodyguard. She had a driver. She had... I mean, I... Dude, what you can do to be safe in a, like you said, unsafe profession. Right. That's sad. That's really sad. sad. Super sad, but Ugh. however, I am glad that they do have somebody. Me too. And I think that law enforcement did. Uh, they did a great job. Yeah. I under mean, the that radar. Took
1: a Really long time,
0: but yeah. I mean, over ten years from the time they started finding bodies. Again, but. though, in a population of 1.5 million people, just in that county, and you've got several counties that you're going in and out of for them to tie it back to this guy. Like phenomenal police work. Yeah in my opinion. And I don't say that very often. (laughs) I know.
1: Uh, that's thanks for, for, thank you for that. Yeah. Ugh. thanks guys. All right. Stay safe.